Good morning, Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And good morning, Tavon. Father God, I want to thank you for your goodness, for your kindness, for your mercy. I even want to thank you for your ability to love. It's you, God. It's you. It is you. Thank you this morning. Brothers and sisters, uh, I hope you're hearing me all right. As some of you know, Microsoft shut down for a while yesterday. And they came back up yesterday, but they were down. Microsoft was down for a while. And they came back up. I think they shut down to check all their um, whatever. But anyway, they locked me out of one of my accounts one of my email accounts, and um, I have to straighten that out a little bit later today. But what they're doing is they're checking your email account to see what you do. And the reason I was locked out is because um, I run this VPN now. And they said it was too many emails, but what they talk about is to the VPN. But they just use that as a excuse to check if everybody's um, email accounts, I guess. It has something to do with, um, I don't know what it has something to do with. Really don't matter. But I'll straighten it out later. So God, I want to thank you for the ability to go through all these things that are happening in this new era that we've entered into. And I want to say this to you this morning. I'm still talking about this witchcraft thing, but the Holy Spirit is kind of turning me a little bit. I want to ask you a question. How many of you out here would work for no pay? How many of you would get up and go to work every day for no pay. That's what I want to ask you. And how many of you, how many, let me see. I got to put this out. I got to be careful this morning. Got to be real careful. Because I told you they locked me out of one of my accounts. And that's the one I had the witchcraft stuff on. So I still have a memory. And I know what I write. That's why I write everything. How many of you would continue going to work every day for no pay? I just want to see see some kind of indication. How many of you would continue to go to work with no pay? Well, that's what y'all do to me. 
I come on the TED line every day. I don't talk about it because I really like to see what God was, was doing. Mark said, for God, I would, and for God, I do. I want to tell y'all something this morning. It has been months and months since you heard me ask for any kind of offering or anything on the table. Some of you not blessed, and you're not going to be blessed because you don't know how to give, and you don't give. You don't give to the tagline anyway. But yet you come and you eat from this table every day. This is not everybody. I'm blessed. And I'm going to continue to be blessed. But some of you have never sent this tagline a dime, not even a dollar. I could have beat around the bush and gave, give you some scripture stuff, but that would be manipulation. And that would be a form of witchcraft. So I'm going to tell you what, I don't want to go private. I don't want to only minister to the people that give into this ministry and support it, but I will. I will. Trust me, I will. Because I've just been sitting back looking. God say, don't open your mouth. I want to show you. He said, I don't want you to ask for an offering until I tell you. I know you've been in a pandemic, but you ain't stopped drinking coffee. Stop drinking sodas. I haven't missed one Coke that I drink. Not that I should, but but I don't. But God want me to tell you something. By not giving, you're not hurting me. You're hurting you. By not sowing into where you're being fed, you're hurting you. You read the scriptures on giving. And don't be mad when I go private. Because I'm telling you now. I'm about to go private. It's just time. I give, give, give. and Well, maybe you don't consider this giving. Well, let me tell you something. It takes me hours, sometimes days, sometimes weeks, sometimes months to put these messages together. I'm not the only one. I have some people who send me $7.77 every month. Every month. They don't miss it. Some of you have a demon called stingy. Some of you have big stingy, and some of you have little stingy. 
But always remember, as you sow, that's how you're going to reap. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You think poor in your heart, you're going to be poor. A girl, a, a lady, I'm sorry, a professional lady, she a nurse, texted me last night. I I didn't, because people text me and they don't leave their name or anything. She said, but she said, Sister Erica, I sold $1,000 in your ministry. And I want you to know I got 10000 today that I didn't have to work for. I said, well, would you give? I knew God was having her tell me that because it was testimony time or something. She said, no, I don't want to give a testimony about it right now. She said, I'm in anticipation of more. I said, okay. She said, but I wanted you to have that testimony. You can close your fist up if you want to. If you dare, if you like to. And some of you think, and, and some of you, you know you've been blessed. So I'm, I'm, I am asking you to give into this ministry at this time. It's up to you. You pray, you ask God how much to give. Or if he tell you don't give, then I know he's going to tell you get off the line and don't come back. <laughs> well, why do you say that? Well, if God tell you not to give into this ministry, you shouldn't be here. You're in the wrong ministry. Because wherever you are, wherever ministry you sit under, you should support it. And those of you that are ministers on here, you reap what you sow. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's why we've been kind of talking about the flesh. He who sowed to the flesh reap corruption. That's a demon that I would never want in my life, didn't you? Because you're never going to grow beyond the little bit you you holding on to or trying to. Whenever I really need God to move, that's when I give him the most. Am I buying? No, you know you can't buy nothing from God. You know you can't buy me. I'm not for sale. But I should not even have had to come on here and say this. It's a shame. It is a really a shame. If you're not getting anything from here, get off. I don't mind telling you. The people who support this ministry do a great job. I'm not kidding. I go to sleep and wake up, and God has sent what I needed. And I know the people who give are blessed. I'm talking about all you bound by that stingy demon. Go somewhere else where you can feel the 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 
move of God because God is a giver. God gave Jesus. Jesus gave the Holy Spirit. And you're supposed to give. Period. And it makes me sometimes, you know, it's like, if you don't appreciate this ministry, then I can see you not supporting it. Go somewhere where you appreciate, where you will give, and where you can be blessed. It doesn't have to be me. That's why I don't ask. But then there comes a time God says the people not being blessed because you don't ask. And I say, God, they've been duped by so many preachers and ministries. Why should I have to ask them? They say they read the Bible. They say they know you. Why should I have to ask them? And I'm like I say, if God is telling you not to give here, go somewhere else because it ain't going to benefit you. It won't benefit you one bit because you know what? You don't understand. You don't understand covering. A lot of people come here and then they, they, they float all over the place. Go somewhere where you can be covered. What does that mean? When Adam and Eve sinned, God killed an animal to cover their nakedness. Covering. Where God has somebody who is in agreement with you spiritually. You can't function in a, well, number one, you can't function in a spirit-filled ministry without the Holy Spirit, period. And number two, I started reading all this stuff about witchcraft, you know, and the flesh. And success in spiritual warfare is achieved through objective facts and not through subjective feelings. Your flesh can never be reformed or improved. Your only hope for escape from the law of the flesh is to totally kill it and let it be replaced by a new life in Jesus Christ. I say the flesh cannot be tamed, reformed, or improved. It is so totally bad your flesh, that it has to die. Your flesh is a terrible force within you and me, all of us. You wouldn't have any idea how much I give. But you ought to know this. Every day I'm tithing this hour to God. Not to you, to God. 
Every day I'm commanding the direction of my life in Christ. Every day. First thing every day. But the flesh doesn't want me to do it anyway. And the world, man, the world, if you don't worship the world, it finds ways to punish you all the time. I'm aware of that. See, your flesh is a terrible force within you. Even after, as by faith, you kind of dead, always attempting to spring to life again and control you. What is your flesh? Your flesh is your fallen nature. Yesterday, I watched a movie. I love it when I, when God takes me, you know, into this new, whatever the dispensation is. And the movie I watched was called Sin. Sin, as I am. And it's a um, it's a it's a, a, a Amazon Prime Video movie called Sin. And it really, really opened my mind up because this movie is about how it was with Eve and Adam, Adam and Eve, after they ate of that fruit. Of course, it's hypothetical. Put something on my mind I never thought about before. I, ne- I, I I had given it a lightweight thought, but I never really looked into that realm of how they must have felt and how they had to change and how they brought it upon themselves, but yet and still, this movie, brought the reality to me of what they might have been going through. And it brings out, certainly it's it's, it's, it's fiction based on truth, but it's whoever the writers were and are, they let you peep into when they were thrown out the garden. They absolutely did not know how to live. You know that? They they were thrown out of a place where everything was provided for them. And now they're in this hard place outside of paradise and they had to I talked about it yesterday. They had to scratch out a living. It goes into hypothetically how Cain and Abel grew up and how Adam and Eve still talked about God, still talked about his ways, still were in hope that God was going to open up the door and let them back in paradise. It it goes into, just right here, I'm talking about the flesh. 
It goes into how they had to think about this. They didn't know fire. They didn't know how to cook. They didn't even know that they could eat flesh. They knew nothing. Nothing. As to how to make a life and have a life in this new environment. And I watched that movie. It goes into, it it actually depicts what caused Cain to kill Abel. It goes into showing you um, hypothetically how Adam thought having his two sons was going to be his way back to God. It goes into when he started, oh, feeling things he had never felt before, like pain. It really will open up the eyes of your understanding. And it let me see, this is the very thing that we're going through right now. But even in it all, Adam and Eve in this hypothetical movie called Sin, their heart's desire was to get back to God. And then you see Eve telling her sons, it showed that Abel was leaning more toward Eve and Cain was leaning more toward Adam. It shows you in this movie how each of them, independent of the other, talk to their son and explain how they sinned, how they were in the hellish position they were in because of what they did. It is a very good movie. I think it's only 10 bucks. Your flesh and the enemy of your flesh is what's stopping you from being a giver. Sometimes you don't have, it ain't about money all the time. It's about giving of yourself. It's just about having a giving spirit that flows. Goes, whatever you're giving, goes into circulation. Take the captive for God and brings it back to you, even more blessed. Your flesh is capable of causing you to be a defeated believer because your flesh is capable of keeping you from pleasing God. Even with a holy life. And you know what else? Some of you want to give God your trash. And guess what comes back to you? Trash. Some of you 
think you want to keep the best for yourself. But I'm going to tell you something. Your flesh is working against you. Now, you know I'm not talking to those of you that give. Some of you give and bless me in this ministry. And yeah, I got a right to say me because I'm steward over it. I live in order for it to flourish and grow and to be able to grow others. And I, and I want you, I want you to understand this. The flesh, you know it stinks already anyway. But one of the reasons that the flesh is such a difficult enemy to handle is because of its close inner relationship to your personality. Your flesh is intimately intertwined with your heart, your mind, your will, your emotions, and your intellect. Flesh. Flesh is most satisfied with a worldly perspective. All that is in the world, lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Thank you. Minister Hood say that movie is free if you have a prime membership. You need to watch that movie. I'm serious. Can you imagine? I never, I never, never really, really thought about it. How they must have felt. And I'm sure that this movie doesn't give us the whole of it. But it will sure enough make you think. And as I thought about it, I'm looking at them battling their natural battles. We all face spiritual battle. And let me tell you, if you have a spiritual warfare problem, only, only solution to a spiritual warfare problem is a spiritual warfare solution. You see, if you think that you're going to solve a spiritual warfare problem, Without God's Holy Spirit, you're a fool. Flat out fool. You cannot solve a spiritual warfare problem without God's Holy Spirit. 
it is time to stop playing games. The Bible says that we're more than conquerors, but it says through Christ. As a believer, you're not supposed to lose more battles than you win. And many of you are enduring more than you need to endure. Because no matter what you hear, before you can act upon it, it's got to be filtered through your mind. And if your mind is carnal, if your mind has not or is not being transformed, if you have not received the baptism of God's own Holy Spirit, you're going to lose. You cannot win. The good news is that you can learn to effectively overcome the tricks, the wiles, the schemes of the devil. Only through God's Holy Spirit. When you devalue a man or a woman of God, once again, you're acting like a fool. Sorry if you don't like what I got to say this morning. Get off. Don't listen to it. And remain in that sorrowful state that you're in. You have the advantage. On this headline. Of receiving from a veteran spiritual warfare ministry. I have 36 years of hard, fought, and won experience. I got 30 plus years of crying out to God, studying, training, ministering. And I got 30 plus years of seeing Jesus put his people back together again. Make them whole, complete, and lacking nothing. And you're going to come up here with 30 months, maybe, and think you know it all. I can only say how foolish you are. I don't want to pin it on on this chat right here. That's a good idea. But I don't like to do that. See, I want you to learn to give just like you learn to receive by way of your spirit through God. That's what I want you to do. I want you to learn to put him first in everything. I want you to learn your dependency, even how to give, comes from him. How to live, how to walk, how to talk, how to act. And then you never lose. And then you never lose. 
got to learn to communicate and be communicable with God. I don't have to come on here every day. I love it. I love. I wish I could get the lady on here that got delivered from all them witch spirits. You know the only thing, the main thing she told me? See, I know when I lay hands on you, you're going up to heaven. You're going to commune with God because I know my job is to bring you to him. She said, I laid on that floor and I saw Jesus. She said, I saw the blood coming out of his hand. She said, I saw him touch me with his blood. And I said, thank you, Lord. I accomplished. I accomplished your mission for this ministry. I accomplished. So I knew it was going to be some retaliation. But understand this. I know when it's real. I know when it's fake. I know when somebody's pretending. I know when they need more. 36 years of hard fought and won spiritual warfare experience. That's what you get here. And I know in the name of Jesus, my job is to bring you into a powerful, deep connection with our Father God. An experience of connection with God. That's what I'm supposed to do. Clean you up. Give you some new garments. And don't you be foolish enough to think that God doesn't use a human being for this. He does. I don't know what you're saying, Jessica, but you said that one movie version says it's unavailable in some areas. Why? Why would it say that? God made it available to me at the time I was supposed to look at it. I don't want to go grab it, but I will. You know why? Every good teacher wants to know that they have a student that is actually receiving from them that's going to take what they receive from them, put it with what they already have, and become better than their teacher. I don't know any good teacher. It doesn't want that. Post this in the chat room, as many of you that feel led to. 
until you can get these concepts. This is another life lesson. And then I'm going to tell you something else about witchcraft. Put in the chat room, my head knows, but it's my heart that believes. My head knows, but it's my heart that believes. And then you determine where you at. Your head knows. Knowledge. But it's your heart that believes truth. Your head knows words. But it's your heart that dispenses wisdom. My head knows. But it's my heart that believes. You see, your head knows reasoning and logic. Your head knows how to try to figure out the problem. Your head knows how to try to convince your mind to change. brothers and sisters, but you see, it's your heart, it's your heart that believes Jesus, it's your heart that contains God's own Holy Spirit, it's your heart, it's your heart that dispenses wisdom, it's your heart that brings you into faith. It's your heart. It's your heart. It is your heart that understands love. It's your heart that experiences love, not your mind. Because your head knows. Your head knows. How to process information. But your heart understands how to bring it into manifestation over your will, over your intellect, and over your physical body. Because it is with the heart that man believes unto right standing with God. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. We all have a long way to go. And the time is getting shorter and shorter to get there. Another indication of witchcraft at work. Just the one that It's based on uh, uh, it's based on First Samuel fifteen twenty three. 
1 Samuel 15.23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Now look what the scriptures say here. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. Not the Lord. This is for all you people that run around here saying, I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love Jesus. Do you really? Because the Bible says, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected thee from being king. Now you say, well, wait a minute, Erica. This is Samuel here. Brothers and sisters, we are called to be kings and priests unto the Lord. Unto the Lord. I want to give you this example. There's somebody at, right here at the chair line right now visiting. And when I first met them, I met them over the telephone. And they were telling me some stuff about uh, the sex traffic industry and how there's a frequency at truck stops that infiltrate the mind of the girls at the truck stop. And this person was so afraid. Now, they had come out that industry. Play it forward a couple years. They forgot they told me that. And I was talking to them about witchcraft or something, and they said to me, looking at me like I'm crazy, I don't understand what you're saying. And I thought to myself, you have forgotten where you come from for real. You got so high and lifted up because of a job you had. You forgot. You forgot. And so what the spirit in him was, was trying to do it was trying to actually de that that's what I'm talking about, because that's one of the things that the devil is a, a pro at, making people who come out of bad situations forget where they come from. You forget where you come from, you'll never know when you've gotten to where you're supposed to be. They think I've forgotten when they were all full of rebellion. When they were living in witchcraft, I talked to another person who come out of drugs. Now they own prescription drugs. I have to tell you, you're still an addict. You just went from one dope to another one. From one spirit of pharmacia to another one. From one form of spiritual bondage to another one. You know why? 
post this in the chat room. Hidden agendas. Hidden agendas are indications of witchcraft at work. Hidden agendas. You see, when people come around you, they they tell you many times what they want to believe. Even although they don't believe it, they're hoping to believe it. They're hoping to come into the knowledge of it. But they're going to tell you their hope as if it's a fact. And then they have hidden agendas in order that, that they can supposedly advance up. Advance up some kind of imaginary religious ladder. And every time they learn a little bit more about God, it gives them a sense of false value, and it falls under falsehood. Hidden agenda works with falsehood. And it is a route to division and destruction. Because whenever a person tries to manipulate another person for the purpose of of advancing their own selfish agenda, that, brothers and sisters, is another form of witchcraft. These people are looking for any opportunity to exert a falsehood of authority, carrying out their own hidden agenda by way of an operation of rebellion, and the Bible directly connects witchcraft with rebellion. I hope you got this. Because this demon, which also works with a religious spirit, because they want to be a great one in religion or they want to be a great one in whatever, it's under the influence of witchcraft. I say it's under the influence of witchcraft. And these people gain their strength and their sense of security through the control and manipulation of other people. Are you hearing me this morning? These people that come around you with their hidden agendas have an objective, and that is to keep you in bondage and not allow the freedom of the Holy Spirit to advance in the life of those around them. They don't care. 
And nine times out of ten, they use the power of their tongue. They talk too much. Already know from the rebellious life that they come from what tricks work and what tricks don't work. And yeah, they'll say, I'm saved, I'm saved. But in the heat of the moment, they're going to fall back on what they know. Proverbs says, Proverbs 18:21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Just like I told you yesterday, this connects with the lion spirit. They don't lie just to be lying. They lie to bring you under subjection to the spirits in them. You see, when people speak wrong things over people, their words affect them spiritually. Everything you say, everything you do has a spiritual effect in this realm. And what did I say? Your head knows it. But they wanted to get it into your heart so that you'll believe it, so that they will advance their agenda. And they just started. The Bible says in James one twenty six. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Brothers and sisters, do not allow the agenda of any other person to be spoken over you. Because the Bible warns you how dangerous an unbridled tongue can be. James chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts its great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature. And look what this said. And it is set on fire of hell. That's what the person with the hidden agenda brings into your life. A form of witchcraft. You as a believer have have power if you have the Holy Spirit. You have power.
release life or you have the power to release death. Hidden agendas, brothers and sisters, are of the world and hidden agendas are a far greater danger than any demons that you can manifest in the in the open. Because a hidden agenda is doing just what it says. Operating. Hidden. If the person with that agenda say up, you know they mean down. If a person with that agenda say you're going to prosper, you know they mean you're going to fail. Unless your success enriches them. You hear me this morning? If it doesn't enrich them, if it doesn't benefit them, it will not be unloosed to benefit you. Brothers and sisters, people with hidden agendas, when operating in this form of witchcraft, gain their strength and their sense of security by drawing from you with the intent of making you feel helpless, with the intent of causing a transference of anything that equates to the goodness of God from you to them. First Corinthians 4 I don't want you to think God's not aware of it. But you can't see it. Sometimes God will hold it back. Sometimes he'll let you see it and say, shut up. Don't say anything. Because he say, what? Let the chaff grow with the wheat. He said he's going to separate the goat from the sheep. But there will be a separation. God will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. God will disclose the motives of the heart. God will let people look right into your heart and see where you really coming from. 
your head knows. But God is concerned about your heart. I just revealed to you another aspect, another form of witchcraft packed in hidden agendas. God will let a liar stand in your face and laugh, and he will show you the art. He will show you the truth. And depending upon the heart you're talking to, it's going to either come to the Lord's side or it's going to stay in stubbornness and rebelliousness. And when that happens, you better understand everything in them is working against the Holy Spirit in you. Witchcraft going to be busted up. The only way you won't bust it up is you just, as an act of your will, refuse to believe what God is trying to show you in the beginning of this new era. You can believe it, receive it, or you can reject it. It doesn't matter. It matters to you. It doesn't matter to me. I believe I, everything God gives me, I believe it. Everything his word says, I believe it. I'm striving for perfection of my faith in God. Of my faith in God. And I'm not going to let any witches, hidden, secret, any other way, steal anything else from me. As far as I'm concerned, it's time for restoration. It is time for restoration. And I'm getting rid of every heavy load. It's breaking my back or keeping me down or holding me. Trying to prevent increase in God. Increase in God. Increase. I'm saying, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, tear down my will. So that my will becomes your will. And your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You must decrease. Your agenda has to be in line with and in tune with God's agenda in order for you to be able to remain, sustain, and contain the blessings that God has for you. It's up to you. Can't nobody do it for you. It's up for you. It's, it's time for you to stand on your own two feet. It's time for you 
to walk upright like a man or a woman. It's time for you to get rid of that monkey brain, that monkey mind, that lower nature. It's time. It's time. It's time. But guess what? It's up to you. I'll see you tomorrow on this headline. I'm still on this witchcraft.